Hey, thanks for listening to Zero Brightness. If you'd like to hear more and help support the show, you can head to patreon.com slash zero brightness or find links to all our socials at zerobrightness.com. Yeah, so we played the Resident Evil 8 DLC. Uh, is DLC always bad? We pronounce that delic in the biz. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, or it's like deek, like that um, no longer <laughs> no longer an institution. Uh, what, who was that? A publishing company? Yeah, they were like a production company for kids' TV shows. Yeah. So for many years, kids were finishing up their favorite show and just heard another kid yell dick at them. <laughs> um, uh, that was fun. That was a good time. It's like that bimbo bread. <laughs> oh, dude. Every time I see the bimbo truck, I get hyped. <laughs> I can't lie, Shouts dude. Out. I'm a fucking child. I can't believe that, like, they named themselves that and, like, they took it so personally that everyone was getting it wrong that they had to, like, make their slogan now. You're, spin- like, you're supposed to pronounce it. <laughs> oh, is it really? Is it, like, bimbo? Yeah. Yeah, like uh, under the thing, it has like a okay. I it's uh, come on. I know it's a, I know it exists because I've seen the trucks. <laughs> Maybe it's like only on the trucks, dude. Or some shit just disappears because like okay, in the last episode of Turn It Off, Cole and I both sang a jingle for the store Pond America, so I know it exists because we both sang the exact same jingle at each other and I know it's real and I could not find it anywhere online it's like it never happened and it's like okay well I know it happened you know what I mean but but do you though here I found it don't it is don't, I think they only put it on the trucks so. don't do that to me Justin it's scary <laughs> yeah. Damn. um that, that bear chilling though dude yeah we love Bimbo, the bear. The bear is called Bimbo, right? He's the CEO. <laughs> His name's Bimbo. Say Bimbo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like to think that he's like holding a gun and he's like, say Bimbo. <laughs> Call me Bimbo again. Bread. Bread. So speaking of bread, we played this Resident Evil 8 DLC. Um, DLC, it's like, it sucks, right? Like, I skipped the whole era where they introduced this stuff. I I remember the era of like expansion packs mm-hmm. for PC for PC games, and I felt like I wasn't a big fan of those, but I thought it was fair. Like if if you loved StarCraft and StarCraft was your life, and they were like, give us 15, 20 bucks so you can have more of it, like that seems fine. But DLC, I guess, took it in a different direction, and I don't know. I just have yet to play a game, and like I said, I'm not the most seasoned in this. I haven't played a ton of games with DLC, but I've tried a few now, and I have liked zero of them. Yeah, I almost never play the DLC. Yeah. (laughs) Like even if it's uh, even if I buy like the complete version of a game, the quote unquote complete version, which is like a whole other thing. Why would you right. call it that? <laughs> Why would you like give it give yourself away in that way? Uh, I still don't play it. <laughs> I guess in theory, DLC sounds good because it's like okay, well the modern version of DLC, which is kind of an expansion pack, kind of not. But it seems like the theory is we're gonna keep. The game systems the same we're going to keep everything the same and then we're just going to try like new ideas and try different things to give you like some kind of fresh experience but i have yet to see this like work and i went into the resident evil 8 dlc with high hopes because i love the game so much but then i started thinking about like other mm-hmm. games whose dlc i just didn't really like i mean evil within is one and like i love that game um all the FromSoft stuff. People love those DLCs. I can't stand them, man. Even like Dark Souls 2, which is like my favorite in the series and I'm super obsessed with. When I finished that game, I was like, I want to play more. I want there to be more. And I was like, oh, there's DLC. Let me try it. Started and it was just immediately like, okay, big idea. What if we made the game 200 times harder? And it's like, what? <laughs> Like, that's not a good idea. That sucks. Like, I don't get it. I haven't played any of it. I have it. I haven't played it. Yeah. Uh, I just, I hate the Dark Souls DLC because it 
I don't like how obtuse it can get. Yeah. Like, I think maybe they help streamline it like a little, little bit with some of the subsequent releases. But if I can't just like, I don't know, like even if it's like a menu option, I'm probably not going to play it because that feels weird. Yeah. Like, I like that the DLC for Dark Souls one is just like in there. You just got to go access it. But it is a little like, you know, I had to go look up how to do it. Right. Which isn't really what you want, I don't think. I just find that, like, with those games, it's just always, like, the difficulty gets dialed up to, like, such an absurd degree that I'm just not interested. Even with, like, Bloodborne, I did the first area and the first boss of the Bloodborne DLC, and it was just like, what is this? Like, this is so dumb. And I don't know, it's like, when you play the game, the game is just such a compact well-crafted experience even with like balance issues and sometimes the difficulty being ridiculous and blah 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 uh but then you play the dlc and it's just like everything's wacky you know and it's the same with evil within where it's like evil within i think does the classic modern game um transgression of like you know what'd be cool in the dlc what if it was like a stealth game kind of and it's like Okay, well, was the normal game a stealth game? No? Then no, don't do this. This is an awful idea. What the hell? Hmm. Spoilers for Resident Evil 8 uh, DLC, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, and so so going into Resident Evil 8, I was like, all right, this shit's going to be fucking awesome. I love this game. I want more of this game. It continues hmm. the story, which is exciting, you know? Because, like, I kind of like... But does it? Well, but does it in premise, right? Or it's like the premise is like you play as well. I guess, first of all, if you haven't played Resident Evil 8, this whole thing is a spoiler for Resident Evil 8, so there's that. But yeah, you play as Ethan's daughter who you see in like the postscript of the game, right? Uh, mm-hmm. so I was like, okay, we're going to get the story to move along a little bit, or they're going to set up resident evil nine or something. And yeah, that's not actually what happens. Um, yeah, can we just like, can we just like start this at the end? Can I just like rag on the end of that game or DLC or whatever? <laughs> sure, man. Go on. That, like I just, <sighs> oh man. Like I was really, I was really bummed when the credits rolled. Yeah. And then, and then it starts up the scene from like the, like it's like literally the post credit scene for the DLC is the post credit scene for fucking, um, Resident Evil eight. It's the same. I think there's like half a second more or something like a little more dialogue, like another, like another camera angle kind of, Right. But uh, it's the same. It's the same. And for a second, I was like, oh, and I thought like maybe there was going to be at least a little more, you know, because the hard cuts at the end of right. at, the, at the end of the post ending s- sequence of Resident Evil 8 <laughs> and hard cuts. So I thought it would keep going a little bit and it doesn't. It just hard cuts the same way and it's over. And yeah. So it doesn't advance the story no. at all. No. And in fact, it just kind of like the entire like plot for the DLC itself, like the reason you're doing it is like pointless. Yeah. Like you kind of like even playing it, I was like, I know where this is going to go generally. I can already tell you what's going to happen. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you what happens now. Yeah, she keeps her powers and she meets Ethan. Right. You knew yeah. you knew that was going to... Like, you knew the second that she was in Resident Evil 8 World and the screen had text on it. And she's like, who are you? It's like, it's your dad. It's your fucking dad. <laughs> yeah. We know what this is. But yeah. Like, yeah, none of, none of the, like... Interpersonal drama was very good. Yeah. Uh, it, like, it doesn't advance the story. It didn't do any of the stuff that I thought it would do with no. that, with her. It just kind of. Some of the stuff's cool. Like, going back to some of those places is neat. I appreciated the reinvention of the Beneviento house. That was kind of cool. I liked that they made the merchant um, a psycho. Yeah, that was fun. You know, there's some cool, there's some cool elements, but like, I don't know. I hated 
like the combat's no fun when you're not like upgrading and like fighting new enemies and all that stuff. Uh, you know, everything felt like a roadblock to like progressing the story, and then the story ended up being kind of pointless. Yeah. So the premise of this game is basically that you're playing a side story that leads you to the post credit scene from Resident Evil 8, which is like you said, the same as the ending to this game. So this game in Resident Evil 8, I mean, you don't know that. Yeah, you, you have no idea that's coming. Right. Like I, you're led to believe this is just after that. Right. Like you're, you've been introduced to adult Rose and this is her and she's tired of being like on the Resident Evil squad and she wants off. Like that's what you think is happening. Yeah, that's the setup. And so in the intro cutscene, she finds a chunk of of the mega mycete is that what it's called the big thing that you find underground in mm -hmm. um resident evil 8 she finds a chunk of it and because she has like ethan mold spore mind powers she can go into it and yeah so number one that's just the premise of like the evil within which i thought was kind of tasteless because it's like come on you guys <laughs> like stop ripping off the evil within please like yeah, he left she's got company. the white she's got white goo inside of her wasn't there white goo and evil within too? uh green goo but yeah goo goo oh. figures in quite prominently i thought there was like foggy like purgatory goo or something huh mm. yeah i, I haven't played two yet sorry can't quite keep my goose straight today <laughs> but damn, it's a goose straight <laughs> damn dude my goose out of control now um, my goose gone <laughs> damn that's the premise and uh once you actually start playing the game you realize that what that means is that you're just going back to environments from the, the original game resident evil 8 and you're replaying them as Rose. So it heavily leans on a new feature in the DLC, which is the third person mode. But which is cool, I guess. Like, um, it's fine. I think the game works better in first person, personally. Mm, I'd agree. Yeah. Um, I wasn't really loving the third person. It's really close, it's like way too tight, I think. Well, yeah, and so when I was playing the... So the Rose's chapter, the thing we're talking about, which is really the main draw of this DLC, um, it's called the Rose chapter. I was like, these controls feel kind of wonky, and I couldn't figure out why, and I thought maybe it was third person. So then I went back and I played some of the original game, because I had a hardcore save file that's like halfway through the game. So I went back and played some of that, and no, I mean, th that felt totally fine to me in third person. Like I said, I didn't like it as much. I like first person better for this game in particular. Uh, but yeah, then I went back to playing Rose Story, and it's like, yeah, the it's weird. The controls feel weird. She's kind of slow and clunky compared to Ethan. Um, it makes the combat feel really weird like uh it just doesn't feel as good and another problem is that the main enemy you face and that's i guess another another problem is that there's really only one enemy that you face in this segment uh they're these like goo zombies that can grab you and then enters into like an extremely long uh like cutscene <laughs> of them trying to suck your face off like it's very frustrating and it made the game just feel really bizarre because it like Resident Evil 8 was a very fast and like kinetic feeling game like it almost had the feel of like a doom type game to it despite being a survival horror game this just felt really slow and like cutscene-y and like things weren't mm -hmm. really in your control and it's a really odd choice I just never really got with it yeah, well, I mean, 8 isn't a survival horror game. Even on the hardest difficulty, like, it's an action game. Right, You yeah. just have to be, like, you just can't miss shots, you know? Like, you have to be on it. Right. And it's still, you know, I played that game every single difficulty twice, basically. And, you know, it's very fun. It's very tight. And then it feels like they tried to make, like, a... Yeah, I guess it kind of tries, or it kind of feels like they tried to make a survival horror game on top of that, like, base. Right. And that doesn't work. Yeah. Which also doesn't work thematically, because she's 
Superman. So why is, yeah. you know, and it like the animations are weird because it's that thing where they want her to run like she's like tiny and helpless. Right. But like they lit it's literally like she moves slower than she's like her animation is moving. Yeah. <laughs> like the rate at which her physical character goes forward where it is like slower than what you would believe by like her movements. Yeah. No, her run is is unnaturally slow. Uh, she's clunky. It just doesn't feel good to like move this character around and I guess yeah if they had made it more explicitly like a survival horror thing and like this is what we're going for it could have worked but I don't really think they did that like it kind of just feels like a clunky slow version of Resident Evil 8 especially because you're in all the same environments you go to the mansion you go to the Beneviento house um uh, you go somewhere else, you go to the village, uh, you know, and, and even like there's like a last boss that's really similar to the last boss in Resident Evil 8. Um, it's just it, it is the last boss from Resident Evil 8. Yeah, it's, I mean, slightly different. She just doesn't do all of the same moves, but it's yeah. the same. Yeah, and you have magic powers, but like even that, it's you can catch the balls. Yeah, it's not which very, was cool. That was cool. It's I that. fine. Yeah, like that boss fight was like okay. Like, yeah. I thought. Once they were like, nah, you got it. You're like a badass. I was like, okay, this suddenly this is a little more engaging. But then that boss fight took forever. Like on a normal difficulty, you're just doing the like, catch the balls, get your power back, hit her with the the tentacle. But like, it won't always work. And you don't know when that'll be. Yeah. Just try anyway. What was (laughs) like? It felt so protracted and like loony to me. Yeah, for sure. Well, and and I guess it's just like, there there are so many annoying things in this that like it, it's not that i like hated it or something i just don't think it's very good and i think the most damning piece of it was that there were multiple times when i was like i'm not going to finish this and then i just ended up doing it because i knew it was short like i was like well i know i'm near the end and i'm kind of curious to see what happens with the story so i'll just finish it but like yeah, the slow animation-based stuff, I hated. Constantly getting grabbed by the zombies, I hated. Um, the feel of the character is just not good. And, you know, later on, they do a lot of those, like, DLC, you know, cardinal sins that I kind of mentioned earlier, where, like, it transitions into being more stealth-based, but the stealth sections are awful. It looks and feels like the Nintendo 64 Toy Story game, which is, like, a massive, (laughs) massive diss. (laughs) I don't know how people feel about that game, but I fucking hate that game. Um, It's just, like, it was goofy, and it was just bad and then yeah when i went back and i played like an hour of the original game i was like oh yeah like this is why this game is good like you said it's fast it's fun you can upgrade stuff constantly you're always finding new shit yeah there is no gameplay loop it's just a linear yeah it's a it's a linear like more survival horror game made on top of the foundation of a like very fluid action horror game yeah. with like a lot of different loops to engage in. And it, it kind of just feels like they put like a skeleton crew on this job. Yeah. And the main team is just working on the next game or something like they were like, yeah, we'll make DLC for it. And that was before they knew if it would be successful or not. And then they're like, okay, we have to actually make the DLC. Right. <laughs> Cause people will buy it. We have to make it. And then they came up with this. Yeah, well, and it's it's weird, too. I was thinking about this because Resident Evil 7 got a ton of DLC. Um, I never played any of it. I Now I'm like, should I? N- well, no. Uh, <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> but I tried some no. of it. <laughs> no, I tried some of it, and it's really odd. But I do think it's kind of better than this game because the DLC for that game, at least, like the stuff that I tried... They were all creative. Like they try, there's like different modes and there's some of them that are just much more like first person horror 
you know type of games mm-hmm. and it's like no action no nothing just pure like horror it's even got like jump scares and shit like that so i kind of respect that they did something different and some of them are more creative but they're also just like not that good i guess with this what i was expecting was that they were going to do something that is closer to the main game so we could say less like daring you know less like daring in its creativity but mm-hmm. also i was hoping for something just better than this because this was just kind of like not good and i spend most of my time playing it just being frustrated and thinking i should turn this off I just kept waiting for, I, I just, you know, I was the kid in, in Incredibles. I was just waiting for something amazing and it never happened. Yeah. <laughs> like nothing yeah. happened. I knew she was going to get to meet Ethan. Yeah. I knew she was going to keep her powers even before I realized that this was technically a prequel to. Yeah. I hate that. I hate that. I was strung along to think this was like a sequel to eight in a way and it's actually just a prequel to an end credit scene yeah like that's so fucked up yeah and like there's you get no answers as to like what her life has been like they don't talk about mia at all and they don't talk about like chris being her like handler or any of that stuff like nothing comes up it's literally just her being like they're mean to me at school because i have superpowers yeah like, yeah why are you in regular school <laughs> why would any of why would any like there's no way mia was like no nah, just send her to like public school it'll be fine yeah she well, glows man you can't do that yeah for sure like the setup's very whack like i don't yeah i don't know and she's trying to get rid of her powers and she's looking for a crystal and everyone's like haha no crystal here and it's like yeah no shit there's no crystal here man yeah why would the why would the source of erasing the mold be inside of the mold yeah <laughs> like why would they just be like ah we'll keep the nuclear bomb that kills us inside of ourselves yeah no, it's 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 dumb and it's it's a problem because in the absence of really good gameplay you know, new setting, anything like that, you're really just staying with it for the story. And then you start to realize that the story is really stupid. Uh, Rose is a frustrating character because like you said, we don't know anything about her and we don't get to know anything about her besides that she was bullied in school. Uh, We don't have any frame of reference. We don't know who she is, but the game also insists on these kind of like psychological horror things where Mm -hmm. you're like seeing things from her perspective and blah, blah, blah. And it just falls really, really fucking flat. I think the other thing too is like when I started up, I was like, Oh, this is evil within. I immediately tried to banish that thought from my head because I was like, fuck, like that's going to make me not like this. But uh, it just kept coming back because, like, if you're going to do yeah. this kind of thing, you need a lot of style and flair. There have to be cool visuals, cool cutscenes, cool moments happening constantly. And that's why The Evil Within is good, or one of the reasons it's good. This game just doesn't have that. You know, it's lackluster. It's all stuff you've already seen. The story is bad. And so, like, it's kind of just there. Like, you're you're left with a thing that's just there and... I don't necessarily regret playing it, but I kind of wish I had turned it off when I thought I should turn this I off. Mean, I feel bad for paying $20 for it, which yeah. I hate to say, because like, you know, I think there's enough that happens here that like, I'm like, yeah, sure. This there was $20 on my part worth of effort, put into this product. Yeah. But, you know, that's because someone was like, hey, make a bunch of assets now. Yeah. And like someone had to spend a thousand hours making assets for a thing that was poorly directed and handled, you know, top yeah. to bottom. So like, eh, I don't know. Like Capcom is really weird. Cause they're kind of killing it until it gets to this stuff. Yeah. Like they keep putting out really good games, but I guess, I guess DLC is still just a, like just a money machine for them. And they don't care quite as much for that. Well, that's what I'm saying, man. I think DLC is just, kind of bad like i think that like i don't ever buy it the only dlc i buy is like if i play like a live service game that i got for really cheap or it's a free game like i'll buy you know the th- a thing yeah but like i don't like 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 content like story dlc i don't i don't ever play it this is the I first just don't. it's like if it's not seamlessly built into the game 
the base game like i won't play it i'm not gonna go back and play something i hate doing that well this is the first one that i've specifically bought ever could mm-hmm. but like, like I said, afterwards by itself like yeah 80 dollars total yeah 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 but yeah. like i've tried a fair amount of it from buying like complete versions of older mm-hmm. games because it's like yeah the game is on sale it's five dollars no matter which version i buy i may as well just buy the one with more stuff and I just feel like it's always kind of like this. Like maybe someone can tell me what's the game with awesome DLC. But once again, people love the FromSoft DLC and I've tried it for most of those games and I've despised all of it. It's like, I just feel like it's one of those things where it's a good idea in theory where it's like, Hey, have more of the game. But then in practice, it's like, well, they should probably just move on and do something different. Like unless there's like a really fucking good idea for, something more to do with this setting or game or or story but it just never really seems to work out that way and like i don't know maybe like it was better in the expansion pack days maybe it wasn't but the dlc era seems to be full of a lot of kind of like underwhelming shit kind of were like half sequels though like there was a lot more there usually yeah. Like, you know, you had to have the base game, like, because it ran off of some of those assets and stuff. But usually, like, the amount of content you got was somewhere in between, like, yeah, like, <laughs> what a DLC now is and, like, a whole last game. Yeah. Like, StarCraft Brood War was probably at least half of that main game's campaign length. Yeah. And then, you know, each faction got pretty decent number of new units so that you know stuff like that changed there were some mechanics and stuff i think they you know they added some other stuff for all the custom building you know nonsense or whatever right um, which most of the expansion packs i played like as a kid were like rts expansion packs and stuff yeah so i can't really speak for a lot of other games but you know like i think generally they were better like the value is better. Like you, you know, most expansion packs then were twenty dollars, and usually you got a lot more out. Of it. I remember getting more out of it than I got out of this. Out of this, I got <laughs> a two and a half hour story heavy quotes story thing. Yeah, I haven't even finished the base mercenary stuff, so I'm not worried about that. I will probably never play the uh, base game in third person. Just yeah. Well, I think you, you raise a good point here, too, which is that, like, I think in the expansion pack era, you got more things that um, significantly altered the base game. So even if there was a new mode or a new story mode or something and you were kind of like, eh, I don't care about this, you got a whole new set of stuff to use in the main game and that kind of made it worth the money regardless. I think this this DLC package just feels really slight no matter how you cut it. Like it just doesn't have that much on it, especially with like how lackluster the story mode is. That like the only thing that you get in terms of, you know, a significant change to the base game is third person mode and I don't know. I mean, I guess some people are saying that it's a like an accessibility feature, which I guess if you need that, that sucks that it's locked behind a paywall. But I think to me, it just scanned as something that doesn't really change the base game much at all. Like it definitely didn't make me like, or like compel me to replay the whole game in third person. Like I tried it and I was like, this is fine. I like it better in first person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm not here to tell any one how to manage their product or creative work but i feel like third person mode and like four new mercenaries levels or whatever it's like that's just free you should just have that yeah that well, should just be yeah. a thing people get and like and then that leaves this story thing which like it it's pointless by the end of it <laughs> yeah i was not into it like once it got to the just the same post credits thing i was like Okay, so technically I knew she kind of already knew her dad. Right. Like, what? And then what, what did I just do all this shit for? What was, why yeah. am I here? Yeah. It was a real bummer. Like, they didn't, you know, all the stuff I remember talking about when we talked about eight that I was excited to, like, 
unravel or like see where maybe they'll go with some stuff that they kind of introduced at the end of eight. Like none of that happens here. Yeah. Literally nothing that I thought could happen is what happens here. I never in a million years would have expected it to be this. Yeah, for sure. And not in a good way. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, yeah. So let's, I totally agree. Um, Let's talk about, that some of that other stuff that came out with this DLC. So the other big thing is mercenaries. Did you try mercenaries? Mm-mm. I mean, I played mercenaries like in the base game, but I haven't haven't attempted any of the. I, I don't know what's new. And is it just maps? I'm assuming it's just maps. Like in the in the base game, mercenaries you don't play as another character. I don't think it's just Ethan. And there's maps, and you can use the shop to buy guns and upgrades and stuff and. Just as the levels go on, they get like the the top score is higher, basically, like the levels get a bit more intense, like the loop gets a little more intense. They kind of, yeah. you know, they just get like one tier higher each time. And the challenge is like finding that the, the challenge is finding like what the perfect loop in a map is to keep your like your score going. It's not like four where four had like five characters and they had unique loadouts and you go in there and kill stuff. Well, so that's what they did in this one is mm. uh, in this DLC is that they added more characters you can play as, okay. which is Chris, okay. Big Lady, and Heisenberg. Oh, okay. So the Big Lady, you say? Hmm. Yeah, hmm. Big Lady. Time to reinstall. <laughs> uh, big Lady. Um, yeah, Big Lady. So once again, I mean, it just, I, it doesn't feel like something that you should have to pay for i mean i know for a fact that like not to bring up the evil within again but they did add a a first person mode because that game's in third person just as a patch like both games Mm -hmm. added it later for free and yeah i don't know it just feels very slight i mean like i played mercenaries a bit which i didn't with the base game uh it's fun i mean i haven't really played mercenaries since resident evil 4 which is the one where i really played a lot of it even though it's in like just about every resident evil game um you know it's it's fun i think it's really fun in this game because the combat is really good it's really fast and fluid like i definitely played it mm-hmm. longer than i meant to just because like oh like i'm having fun but yeah knowing that it was just already there and now they just gave you some options it's kind of like does that justify this whole thing like I, I still don't feel like it does. Yeah, no. Like, uh, I think the the thing that really like seals it, seals up how I feel about it is like there, there's no fanfare here, like at all. Right. Like the hype for eight, and then like the reception for it, and then people being like, "Well, they said they're gonna make DLC. I'm sure it'll be great. Like this game is so great." And yeah, we're here. Like we're finally here after like they basically told us nothing about what that stuff would be. Like even like right up till the launch, they basically hadn't said anything about it. Right. Which now I guess I know why. It's probably because they were like, "What are we gonna do?" I yeah. Don't know. Like, you know, and now it's here, and like I don't know, no one's talking about it because it's not that great. <laughs> like I really, I really thought that we were, you know, it was going to be like the the summer of Resident Evil, so to speak. Like I thought we were. Thought we were gonna get some shit. We got nothing. We got fucking nothing, man. Yeah. Like nothing's happened. Name one thing besides <laughs> like the cool TV show that's happened for this franchise after eight. Yeah. I thought we were back, you know. I thought I thought this shit was here. Yeah. It's not. It's not. I guess they're kind of just in a holding pattern until that Resident Evil 4 remake drops. Cause that's guess, gonna yeah. that's gonna hit super hard. Like you know that's going to be so fucking good. And I mean, like know. I said, like they're making some great stuff. Like you know, I don't, I don't love Monster Hunter, but I tried World, and I was like, yeah, no, this is like fucking a million times better than old Monster Hunter. Like this mm. is, like I get why people play that game. Sure. I, like I just got Devil May Cry Five and played it last night. And I don't even, I don't give a shit about Devil May Cry. I've played some of them, but I don't really care about that franchise. But I was like, oh, this is like cool and fun. Yeah. Like it's, it's great. Like it's fucking, you know, like cool shit's happening. There's great cutscenes and action and like the character animations are great. And like everyone's got a personality and like 
it's like the good kind of anime bullshit. And I'm like, yeah, Capcom's just on it. Like they're really nailing it. Yeah. And that's kind of what makes this whole thing a little more sad. Well, I think there's also something here that I've been thinking a lot about, um, which is that you can't fit every type of art or every type of creative expression or every product into the constant modern digital churn Mm -hmm. of a business model. Like some people take years to make an album and they put out that album. And when they're doing that, they can't do anything else. And when the album comes out, they also can't do anything else. Like that's it. They're just not built to constantly be making snippets and TikToks and posts and updates <laughs> and all that shit. And like it's just really psychologically damaging and I'm I'm talking about myself here now. Like uh it's psychologically damaging to be thrust into that position where it's like if I don't do that, literally no one engages with the things I make. Like it's already not a lot of people and it goes down to zero if I don't do that. Yeah. It's super like awful. Like I'm getting to like my breaking point with it where it's like I have to find a different way to exist in this ecosystem otherwise I'm just going to quit everything. Um and like I think about that with video games too cuz a video game is such a crazy thing. It involves so many people working so fucking much that I think that a lot of them just don't fit into this business model. Like this is something that came up in the discord was like single player games now have season passes. What does that mean? What is that even? Well, that's just that. Okay. And that's the other angle of all this is like half of this shit is just like, how can we take the same thing we've always been doing and like rephrase it? Right. Like we just need a new marketing buzzword and then people will be like, oh, th- this is this surely is not the thing that I hated before. Uh-huh. And it, it is. It always is. That's the trick. Right. And, you know, so people buy it and it's just like, well, a season pass is just you're just pre-ordering DLC. It's all it is. Right. It's literally all it ever is. Sometimes it's only one DLC. Sometimes it's two. Yeah. And like very rarely you'll get a second season pass. Yeah. <laughs> very rarely. Season but, two. You know, like it's just, it'll, they'll call it something else in a few years, you know? Cause like, I, I, I guess for some reason you can't call it an expansion pack probably cause like they don't put that much work into it. So you, if you yeah. call it that and then it's dog shit, everyone will be like, this isn't an expansion pack. You gave me a skin. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So you have to like change the name and you have to keep doing that over and over and over yeah and you know but it's like it's just objectively making things worse because like the example that we i mean sorry not to not to wade into some very murky waters here very murky waters (laughs) the the reason this came up was because they were reporting on the um God, I'm choking as I try to say it because I don't want to say it because I don't (laughs) even want to get into this uh callisto protocol the Damn. new, the, oh. yeah. I thought you were gonna say like, oh, absolutely not. You you can't say <laughs> that anymore. I just bleeped that. Um, no, don't shoot me. No. <laughs> we were talking about Callisto Protocol, new game from the creators of Dead Space. It's been kind of new rock- game, huh? New, sure. new, 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 brand new game. Nothing uh, unoriginal about that one. Yeah, dude. You know, you are dead in space, maybe, but it's a new game otherwise. In space, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, it came out that they were doing a season pass thing for their game, and some of the features that they were locking behind this paywall, people were looking at and saying, hey, those look like things that should be in the base game. And I, for once, actually agreed with the gamers there. Uh, and I think that it's it's a problem because then you start to think about well, what are they deliberately holding back or, you know, cutting out of the work itself so that they can try and monetize it later? And I'm not saying that to say that the people making Closer Protocol are, are scum or bad people or something, because I don't think that. I'm just saying that they're intentionally limiting the work they're making and they're intentionally making it worse so that they can make it better later and get paid 
to make it better. And that's where this shit gets really weird and depressing. And once again, to use the word again, murky, because it's like, well, shouldn't you just be making the best thing you can and then returning to it later and saying, oh, here's how I could do more. Here's how I could make it better. And like, it's just depressing to think about people intentionally making like something worse or just like not putting in the effort because they'll need to like revisit it later. Like I think in in music, there's a similar practice where like a big pop star will put out an album and then they'll do the deluxe edition and they just put like a really bad EP at the end of it. And it's just like the album is longer and noticeably worse. But then you have people like uh, the latest Denzel Curry record, which was amazing. It was already amazing. And then he put out a deluxe edition where the second disc, quote unquote, is literally just the entire album done with a live band. And it sounds fucking incredible. And it's like better than the original album. And it's like, okay, that's how you do a fucking deluxe edition of a record. Like, that's a record that you would not feel bad if you bought twice. But then, like, if you buy, you know, whatever, you know, deluxe edition of whoever, it's like, oh, now there's just more songs and it's bad. I mean, my um, hot take is that Kendrick doing damn backwards as a collector's edition was um, incredible. Oh, yeah. That was hilarious. Mainly because like the structure of that record, like thematically, actually, like you you can do that. That's the people were doing that to the record before he did that. Right. As soon as that record came out, people were like, hey, if you just reverse the track list, it's like you can you can do that. It's set up that way. So like, yeah, that's that's cool. I still think that was great. I would actually like to have that version on vinyl, too. But I'm a freak. Well, but that's that's what I'm saying like that. Although that is um, like literally the lowest effort possible, it is at least creative and it's a statement. It's saying, hey, guess what? Because people also at the time were speculating that there was going to be a second disc, that there was something Mm -hmm. more to it. Some fans were underwhelmed with that record, which I think is psychotic because that's like my favorite Kendrick record at this point. Well, I think it's it's also just like, you know, you don't have to buy the vinyl version. You can just get it digitally and literally flip the tracks around. Right, right, right. You don't have to do any any work. Like, he yeah. gave you all the stuff up front. Right. So. That's also just like an artistic statement that like, this mm-hmm. is the album. It's enough. It's actually so good that the deluxe edition is just it backwards. But something creative like that is different from someone just being like, here's more shit. Especially yeah. if like, once again, going into it, there was this intentional limitation of craft and creativity so that later you could sell people more stuff. Like that's what bums me out. Cause when I make something, I make it the best that I possibly can. And you know, if there's more or there's something else or I want to revisit it later, I'll put the exact same amount of effort into it. And so it's just kind of a bummer to see like that culture kind of reaching its apex and that being like the expectation that games are not just shipped incomplete in terms of like playtesting and bugs and stuff but also literally just missing features and well that's been happening that's been happening for a long time yeah i mean that was the that was the hot water capcom was in was they were doing that but it was already on the disc right you just didn't have access to it and you had to the DLC was like you just paid them money and it unlocked a thing. You just paid them for like a serial key, basically. Yeah. Like, uh, there's a Resident Evil that did that. Um, Dude. Street Fighter? No, Marvel vs. Capcom is what did that. It was like the big one. The well, that, uh, Asura's Wrath game, That's I think, what I was going to say. Yeah. Asura's Wrath is the one that got them in trouble because it actually... The game skips over a chapter right before the ending and so people played the game and they were like this ending makes no sense and it's because they literally just nine inch nails closer the space left intentionally blank or whatever like that part (laughs) of the game and then we're like would you like to buy that and that's like so fucking scummy dude it's like once again like a game that's supposed to be you know played as a complete experience it's like a linear single player thing whatever you can't just start parting it out and then selling it back to your audience that's fucked like there's just no 
way to defend that. And this, and this is coming from me. I've said over and over that I totally get how hard it is to make money off a video game. I understand that the, the cost of it has ballooned, but the profits have shrunk. Like it's a difficult business and you're trying to make recurring money off of a thing that someone only buys once. Mm -hmm. I get it. But like, this is not the way, this is not the way that you do that. Yeah. That's kind of the other thing that this whole, uh, Resident Evil 8 expansion uh, is kind of brought up at least for me is like you know it's like the you have to grapple once again with like kind of the singularity that like surely has to be coming for this entire industry yeah like we, we can't you can't just keep they can't keep getting away with it you can't keep <laughs> being like oh but the, look at these polygons look at Kratos's fucking blackheads on his nose like you can't <laughs> keep doing that and still be like it's $60 for the game and then also like no one ever is like what if we just took this out and like they could buy it later you know like yeah. it, something has to give somewhere but none of it is and right. like they're gonna run out of ideas as far as how to like repackage the same two like you know revenue ideas that they've got which is what loot boxes and DLC right. I guess they're season passes but that's just like what if we took the loot box and made it like grindable? Yeah. You saw what was in the box, but you couldn't have it. Cause like for me, I'm like, can I just give you $10 and you just give me all the stuff? Yeah. Like I don't need to grind for it, man. I don't care. Yeah. I think that's and, a thing, you know, like it's, it's, it's a whole complicated thing. And it's like, what do you do? Do you just stop playing AAA video games? And you know, my answer is like, you should probably start slowing down your intake a little bit. Yeah, but you know, I'm ain't ready for that one. I'm I'm getting to that point where I'm kind of just like done with AAA video games. I mean, Resident Evil Eight was the last uh, AAA game I bought, like you know, full price at launch. Yeah, yeah. That's, I don't think I bought a, another one. So, oh no, I bought Elden Ring. Yeah, like yeah, it's like once a year for me at this point. Like I'll I'll do it. I'll pay. I'll pay full price for one video game. Yeah, it usually ends up being like average, like three times a year for me. But it's also because like at this point, it has to be something that I'm more or less guaranteed to love. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, like Elden Ring. It was like the Elden Ring wasn't going to be bad. Come on, you know. Or yeah, like, but that. But now I'm scared, dog. Because I <laughs> thought this was going to be like I thought I was like, oh, all right, baby, I'm back. You know, like I left Village installed forever because I was like that DLC's coming. I gotta, have yeah. it. I gotta be ready to go when that DLC comes. And like, here I am. Yeah, I'll have that twenty dollars. I can't get a refund. I, 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 <laughs> I barely went over the the time window, so now I'm stuck with it. Yeah, I mean. You already ate the sandwich. Scared. No refund, man. Uh, yeah, that's true too. I always forget that kind of analogy, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. I I think it's, you know, there. I not to be too fatalistic about it, but yeah, you're right. Like people, sh we should all slow down our consumption of AAA games. We shouldn't just buy anything that comes down the pipe because most of it is trash, or at 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 least it's like mid, and it's not worthy of like time, money, or attention. Uh, there's also so many like double a games now that are just like of such a quality that you know you'll you'll just get better value out of them yeah you know whether it's like you want a game you can play for a really long time or if it's just like you want a you know like a well-made thing that isn't funded by tencent or fucking embracer <laughs> or whatever right. you know, and made yeah. with crunch and Something you'll have to buy DLC for to get the complete package, like you know, whatever. Yeah, like, for there's sure. just a lot of there's a lot of stuff out there now that you don't have to do this. Yeah, and I'm, I just hate that I was made to do this. I hate that I was lied to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I paid the same price for this as I did for the best game of 2021, Solar Ash. So, still haven't played it. Sorry yeah. to say. Well, that's because you fucked I'm up. Sorry. Damn, well, you know what? I have I have some reasons for why I didn't play that game, okay? Okay, you want to get into that? Uh, no. You want me to pull the card out? I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I'm just saying. I'm putting my dick and ball on the table, baby. <laughs> dick and ball. Damn, dog. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's just like uh, lesson learned, you know? DLC bad. Capcom <laughs> DLC, all bad. Yeah, I guess so, dog. It's bad, dude. Just, just don't touch it. Don't do it. 
I don't know. I hope I hope that people find a, a happier medium or a better balance in terms of like making games, but also making money. But I don't. I have no idea what it is because I'm trying to figure that out with music, and I just can't. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm always right on the edge of pulling the trigger on starting a music Patreon, but then like the thought of doing music for a Patreon makes me want to mm-hmm. oh, kill yeah, no, myself. That's, um, that's kind of that line where it's like you don't want to. You actually don't want to do what you love as a job you'll because you'll learn to hate it so you know don't want to do that i'm even on the i'm on the the river's edge with doing this with a patreon where i'm just like (laughs) damn uh i don't know it sucks man it's just like it's it's not fun it's tough tough. like it's fun when you want to do it and then when you don't want to do it it's like horrible well, I think at the end of the day, the average patron is someone who doesn't even really want content. I usually don't like engage in any of the additional content I get out of like Patreons. Usually like the only thing I get technical use out of is like a discord thing or right, something. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's hard to say, but yeah, the, uh, let's just say that all that said and all of that, you know, um, understanding given and benefit of the doubt given this is not the way to do it don't do this <laughs> whatever this is it sucked uh we didn't even talk about Look. the so the thing that they put out that is not part of this but that came out at the same time that we dabbled in uh reverse mm. resident mm. evil fortnite look I, look I know you're lukewarm on it but i think that like reverse can be a whole lot of fun under the right circumstances you only played it with me you didn't get to play with four other people in there i know i tried a couple public matches oh, did you? Okay. yeah nice. um it's yeah well you tell me what you think because you seem to like it a lot more well i'm yeah i play those games and you don't right which you like take that how you may listener one of us <laughs> loves games like that one of us does not <laughs> I mean, it's a, and you know, it's weird. Like, you know, I've played shooters and stuff that felt way more fluid and like fun to play. And that like made more sense, but it's like fun. Like, I think, I think the main issue is that we couldn't just like group up the two of us and then go into like a public match. So that's tricky, but it's like, I think, I think because we've yet to do it, but I think having six people like in an actual group just playing would be fun. It's like, uh, it's the Resident Evil version of like you're having a sleepover and it's like all your friends, you know, like yeah. all of them uh-huh. to the point where you're like, I don't know how I'm not going to get my ass beat tonight by yeah. my like parents because like we going to be cutting up <laughs> like it's like that. Like and you are just bullshitting until 2 a.m. You know? Right. Like right. you're having the time of your fucking life. You are 10. Nothing you're doing makes sense. There's a lot of pizza, you know, like that. Yeah. Like that's what that is. Like it's fun. You just you're always moving you're always shooting or turning into a monster and trying to like whack people you get stun locked a lot so it's not fun like you're just watching some guy that's like uh, a <laughs> fucking jack just like beating the shit out of you with giant scissors and you're like i can't move i literally yeah. can't move yeah but yeah. it's like it doesn't matter you didn't pay anything for it it's free you just go fucking play it well yeah so fun. so resident evil reverse is the multiplayer mode or you know standalone free-to-play game that they promised for resident evil 8 at launch and then they released it then they unreleased it and then it came out like an entire year later uh it's yeah it's like i would say it's like resident evil counter-strike um you're you know you're put in a map is it six or seven people is the map the max yeah six i think six so you can have up to six people uh the gimmick is you start as a human and then when you die you turn into a monster and you turn into different monsters depending on what collectibles you grab. When you're a human, there's uh, health packs and there's um, weapons you can grab. And basically you just keep rotating. When you're a human, you die, you turn into a monster. Then you fight the humans. When you die as a monster, you turn back into a human. It is a cool setup. It's, it's pretty fun. Um, I think the problem here is the same problem that the same couple problems that everything they've tried like this has. Uh, number one, they make no accommodations for the fact that this is not going to be a massively popular game. Like <laughs> they don't have any sort of, you know, group 
options. Like we were, you know, I, the only game like this I've played in the modern day is Star Wars Battlefront 2, uh, a game that I both hate and also love very deeply. Like, I think it's an absolutely terrible fucking game. But at any moment, if anyone asks me to play it, I will. Um, but like that game, fun. just admit it. It's fun. It's fun to play. It's fun to go pew, pew, pew. But and it's, stuff. it's also kind of horrible. Like, it's kind of not a good game. Like, but well, it's because you're bad at it. Just admit you're bad. Wow. At it. It's fine. Okay. I think it's great. I have to, I had a ton of fun with that game when I played it. Yeah, it's a good game. But like, anyway, the point is that in that game, you can do a group and then jump into a game with like 100 people or you can do your own private match or you can do whatever you want. In these Resident Evil games, they never give you flexible matchmaking. So it's either like you have to do solo public matches or you have to do your own private matches. And the thing is that like, you, nobody really wants to play these fucking Resident Evil multiplayer games. So like you need to give people options for the in-between, right? Where it's like, I have one friend or two friends who want to <laughs> yeah. play this game. Let us get on together and join public matches or like do something like that. And like it was, dude, it was the same problem with um, the other one they did that was more creative, I guess, but also like a much worse game. The one that came with Resident Evil 3. I don't even remember what that was called. Um, uh, resistance resistance like with that game it was like no you need six people uh, the public matchmaking just doesn't work so you can't join <laughs> like you have to have your own squad you have to have six people who bought this new game to play and it was just like it was so absurd it's like guys get fucking real like understand that whatever you put out it's going to be a very niche thing give people decent matchmaking options so they can at least have some fun with it um but yeah, that, that's my that's my rant about it. Given all the things that, you know, in the history of like popular multiplayer that have like kind of come out of nowhere and really just like stolen the show, like I think it's possible for a Resident Evil multiplayer game to work. I just think that for some like for someone at Capcom is like this multiplayer thing is like in we got to get one. And they ch- I don't know how they decide who makes the one and what one it's going to be. But they make it and it's you know bad or middling or whatever uh-huh. and they're just like fuck it get rid of it yeah it's like no you have to like you have to work on it like, yeah it's you know it's a mixed bag sometimes games come out and they're immediately just like loved and sometimes they come out and they're like eh, and then you know over time and effort you make it into something people want to play yeah. and like you can't just keep every few years being like here's a new one it's very bad yeah. and then being like i don't I just we're just not gonna work on it if you don't like it it's yeah like, no you have to make it good if you want people to like it yeah well yeah I, I wanted to love the fucking the one where the umbrella one where you just like you're in like a squad and you have powers or whatever i think i don't remember there was one where it's just like you're an umbrella squad and like okay. you all have different guns and you you're dropping into Raccoon City on like D-Day or whatever and yeah it was like an online only game and yeah no one played it yeah because <laughs> it wasn't because it wasn't very good or cool and then yeah instead of trying to fix it they were just like we'll just shut the servers down yeah like but- no you don't want to try to make this any better and like <laughs> you know maybe have it be a successful product that's literally always their move they just dump it instead of working on it and yeah it's like if you're gonna do this it has to be you know a live service game to use that kind of cursed uh buzzword but it's like yeah like you have to Mm -hmm. keep working on it you have to keep updating you have to keep giving people new features and, and new stuff and like yeah, like once again, Reverse is, is much more polished and playable than Resistance, but they both were very janky to the point where I think certain players will say, this is not ready. Like, this isn't done. Yeah, I know. That's kind of the, the main, the only like real complaint I could throw at. Um, God, I hate saying Reverse. Yeah. I hate saying Reverse. I hate it. I hate this. Change it's, the name. <laughs> It, it sounds uh, like, like a weird regional accent, like oh yeah, oh the you know my car really shudders when I throw it in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's God. up with that, you know, Tony. God, uh, yeah, like it feels, it feels like a demo. It feels like a um, like a what people call a beta now. Yeah, where it's just like 
give us your email and we'll let you in. And then you for one weekend, you get to play like two maps of an upcoming multiplayer game. That's yeah. what it feels like. For sure. You know, like there's just a handful of characters. There's three maps like it feels kind of like a dip, which is that's what it is right now. That's fine. But like if they're like, no, this is the game. We made it. We've we promised we'd make it and we made it. And I'm like, no, you didn't. dude. Yeah, <laughs> there's barely like half of this just feels a little weird to play. Like you need to fine tune this a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think it's it's kind of well, one thing that neither of us mentions the characters right now are massively unbalanced like to a pretty hilarious degree dude i just play chris i like that's it i don't need nobody else he got that punch yeah it took me um half of a match to figure out why but uh yeah like the the monsters (laughs) and the human characters are massively unbalanced it's hilarious but it's the same problem with everything we've talked about in this dlc it's that feeling of like hmm is this it like this is it because like you know they're not going to keep working on the game or support it. I would love to be proven wrong also, yeah, I know by the way. Like, Please keep working on it, Capcom. I know you're listening. I know they're not going to. And it's the same with everything else in the DLC where it's like, this is this is it? This was $20? Like, yeah. None of it is terrible, but it's not good enough to, to merit that amount of money or this amount of fanfare or anything. Um, so I think it's the same with the multiplayer shit. And in particular, uh, yeah, re- Reverse, where it's like, yeah, I mean, it's it's just not done, and I know they're not going to put the work in to make it good. It definitely mm-hmm. could be good. I think if it got its jank evened out and it had good matchmaking and they kept adding maps, it would be a really fun game. I forgot you can pay for a battle pass. Uh, <laughs> you can give them money for that game. That's psychotic. So, like, yeah, no, that's... See, what should have happened is if you bought this fucking expansion, you at least got that dumb battle pass. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, are, you, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, I was supposed to get that game because I got Resident Evil 8, you know, like. And again, it's a whole fraught conversation around how do you monetize the stuff? How do you, how do you, you know, fund a team of like 300 people working on like one single player game with one tiny multiplayer mode. Like, yeah, I get it, but I don't know, man, someone, someone at the value proposition department at Capcom needs to be uh, put on temporary suspension. <laughs> yeah, I it's, think it's just like at a certain point, why are you putting it out? Like if it's that fucked and you're asking, you're going to ask people for money. Uh, sorry. I'm stuck on mm-hmm. that. That is shocking. I saw that yeah. actually. And I forgot it because like, <laughs> yeah, I keep forgetting. Cause I'm like, why would you do that? <laughs> yeah. The game is so bare bones. It's so barely there. That's like, wow, that, that is actually shocking. Um, it's like, but you can buy a $3 costume to make Jill into blonde Jill from uh, Resident Evil uh, 5. So. Oh, wow. We're doing that. We're doing that, fellas. Resident Evil 5? We all love that one. Nothing you put, wrong you with put that You put any one. video game lady in the like, zero suit, and I'm on it. I'm sorry. <laughs> how I much, hate to admit it. How, how much money did you want for that? How much did you? Yeah, yeah no, no, it's fine. fine. Whatever. I'm just curious. Yeah, so how much do you want? I'll, I'll give it to you. I'll pay it. Whatever you want. Yeah. So anyway, uh, if you if you haven't bought this yet and you're thinking about it, don't. <laughs> it's not good. Yeah. I mean, I'd say if you're really into mercenaries, like you had a lot of fun with it, and you want any excuse, like if you maxed it out and you want an excuse to come back to it, I'd say wait for it to go on sale. Definitely. I mean, if this like okay, let's be let's be fully transparent here. I paid five dollars at launch for the Resident Evil Two original soundtrack patch. Like I'm, f- <laughs> I've fully crossed the picket line before. So like, if this mm-hmm. was something like ten bucks, I don't think I would be as annoyed. But twenty is yeah. just and like I'm just yeah. not gonna play Mercenaries or the third person thing. So like, all I was here for was that story and. Boy, howdy, did they just fumble. Yeah. I could have written a better story than that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was it was pretty dog shit. Um, but hey, big lady, big lady and mercenaries. That's news. Why didn't they? They could have. You see, that's like you want DLC for eight. You want to make money off of Resident Evil eight. Just like sell me alternate costumes for all the characters. Give uh, me Heisenberg as Heisenberg. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Little Walter White, yeah. little blue crystal for that man. There were crystal. There's crystals in that game. Make them blue. Make the Breaking Bad pack for Resident Evil Eight. And then also thong bikini for Heisenberg. Yeah, yeah. What all of it? Yeah, yeah. Was he working with we'll back there? We don't know. I want to know. So what it is is all the women characters get like um, Mr. X style trench coats and like the hats, yep. and then all the dude characters get like the like PNO three ass like the coochies out, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, outfits, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, the bussies out. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, Ooh. that's what I'm what I'm talking <laughs> <The bussies>. about. <laughs> I'm talking about that. I'm talking about give me some of that because y'all motherfuckers better call Saul. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, I paid twenty dollars to engage in nonsense, and all I got out of it was d- recording this. Well, see, now it sounds like you really better call Saul, cause uh, you're gonna need some representation. Hi, I'm Saul Goodman. Did you know that you have rights? You know where where are all the white people in media? <laughs> okay, all right, I'm stopping there. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> That's it.